this morning to come over and set up a screen for us. They got here quick, didn't they? Done good. Done good. Good to have each one of you out tonight. The doctor told me today, absolutely no preaching tonight. Brother, keep my mouth shut. Let's pray for Mike Anthony. Amen. Pray for Royal and Faye. I believe they said they had two more weeks. Here in America, uh, got some youngins 
New church people that's in trouble, pray for them. God knows their needs. Pray for Miss Murray. She had her. God's good. There's people listening that we'll never know about. I find out just every little bit. Somebody that's listening. I got one verse, and I promise you, I ain't gonna preach. I'd, they said they didn't want that thing bleeding inside, so I don't either. If they don't, I don't. And they call us judges. The hypocrite calls us judges. Amen. Now it won't, won't serve God. They call us judges, but we just read the Word of God. One verse, Matthew six twenty one, and he said, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's no problem to see what a man loves. No problem to see if you work with them or if you're around them an hour or two or if you meet them in Walmart. It's no problem to see where their treasure is at. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if our treasures, I'd like to preach that whole chapter, sixth chapter. I'd like to take three hours. But where our heart is, where our treasure is, is where our heart is. You can watch on Facebook. You can tell the conversation at the store. Standing in the parking lot at church, what a man's got on his mind. And that don't make us a judge. It's the Word of God. Yeah. If my heart is on the Lord, I'm concerned about souls, sickness, troubles, our nation. It amazes me the predictions. They have no idea predictions which way the economy is going to go. If we don't turn back to God, we don't know. It's going to go down. America needs to turn back to God as a whole. Amen. Anybody else? Pray for Faye and Roy Hills. They've come tonight. I appreciate them.
proclaiming the word of God without a vision, men perish. And if we, the church, don't have a vision, people perishing all around us. We need to bring them the word of God. We need to stand against sin. I ain't happy with mine. I'm not happy with mine. God expects more out of us than we're doing. Jesus died on the cross. You and I could be here tonight with a free conscience, a free heart, with the Word of God and understanding of the Word of God. How serious it is. How serious.
that other conviction of your COVID patches been in the hospital, had soon been in the hospital several weeks. This is passed away back in September, the wedding made the work She just went back to the hospital today because her yeah. come off the back started bleeding.
I talked to him about the Lord and got prayed with him. He said he was saved when he was three years old. And I asked him, I said, Are you living in the Lord? And he just kind of dropped his head. And uh, that's where our prayer was. Yeah. It's not, you know, a profession or anything else. It's, it's sort of, do you have a relationship with the Lord? Does he know you? But just pray for him. Uh, getting to know him every few minutes last night, the time I was with him, the Lord asked him, it was blessed. The Lord puts those people in our hands. That's true. We don't care where we go, though. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. some work for uh, Stacy Hawks. I don't know if you can mention him before I come in. His daddy passed away, so you don't remember him. I told him that for that family out with him. All street boys. He was at the funeral home two nights because he called me leaving something for work. And, uh, he was at the funeral home. I don't know what the funeral is. I read it. I forgot. Yeah.
He watches the live stream all the time. Does he?
think I, I, I broke the mic. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. And it's so good to be back here at the uh, uh, Mount Vernon Baptist Church. Uh, we are your missionary to the Philippines. I'm Brother Roel Tanyedo, and I'm traveling with my wife, Faye. And uh, I'm traveling also with our daughter, and she's in the car. And uh, uh, she's having her uh, online class in the Philippines. It's already morning in the Philippines, so she needs to, to attend her class. <laughs> But uh, the Lord is good, and um, I would like to thank the Lord uh, for Pastor Bill and Miss Janet. Thank you very much, ma'am, for, and Pastor for uh, allowing us to come, and also to see Brother Butch and Miss Melody, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm in trouble if I've got the wrong, num- <laughs> wrong name. And also the familiar faces and the new faces. It's good to see you again. It's been four years ago, the last time we were here. And um, uh, this church has been our partners in the ministry for almost two decades, Pastor. I still remember the first time I came here. I don't, I don't think if Brother Boney, if you remember Brother Boney, and uh, he's still skinny. And, uh, and he's doing a great job in the Philippines. And since then, we became partners in the ministry. And uh, words are not enough. And uh, we thank you for everything. Uh, your prayers and our partnership in the ministry. And um, uh, the, the video that I'm going to show tonight is the partnership that we had two decades, for almost two decades. And um, uh, the first time we came here, I mentioned that we cannot do it alone. So that's why we ask your prayers and partnership. And by God, you responded. And this church had been a blessing, not only to the ministry in the Philippines, but also to my family. We have four children. And that was 2001, the first time I came here. And my son, my, my oldest uh, child, he's only five years old. And now uh, he, he is a missionary also to the Philippines. And uh, he started his mission work, I think, four years ago. And by the grace of God, our two uh, uh, daughters, they already married. And the blessing was they married also to the missionaries. So three of them are married, and uh, they are all serving the Lord. They work in different places. I, I tried to compel them to work with me, but they said, no, we don't want you to work with you. <laughs> I don't know why, but, but the blessing, they started their own ministry, and by the grace of God, it's growing, and they are enjoying what the Lord wants them to do. So we are so thankful and uh, we are so, so this, this uh, video is just five minutes presentation and I hope and we pray that it will encourage your heart and it will um, uh, motivate you to do more for God's glory. Yes. 
the Lord bless us with people, but like what I've said, it's not me, it's not us, but it's all about the Lord. So it's my pleasure and privilege to show to you the video. Church building 
also the same year as the Lord provides the amount of $30,000. Our late mission director, Dr. Manny Kison, who passed away last year due to COVID, has always motivated us to dream big for God and expect great things from God. With these words, it encouraged me to never stop dreaming and accomplishing things for God. That is why it has been my prayer and vision to build a family life center for God's work in the Philippines, where Christians and missionaries can gather together to fellowship services and camps, a place that can be stationed where God can call more young men and women to give their lives to be missionaries and servants of God, who will be willing to go out and reach this lost and dying world. This dream may cost around $100,000, but it will be all worth it if more souls will be saved, more lives will be changed, and more Christians will surrender their lives to the Lord and His glory. Some may say, that is too much. <coughs> Pandemic hits the whole world. Crises are in everywhere. But I have always been reminded through His Word, is there anything too hard for God? In Luke chapter 1, verse number 37, I quote, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. As I close this presentation, I would like to encourage each one to continue trusting and serving the Lord, to set our affections on things above and not on the things of the earth. Because Jesus is coming soon, He will soon meet our Savior face to face. And while waiting, let us continue to do His will. And as we do, I have been asking the Lord to give us and to touch 26 churches or individuals who will share their blessings and give $5,000 or any amount for the advancement of the Kingdom of God in the island of the Philippines. As He has promised to reward and bless those who blessed Him and His work. Thank you for giving to the Lord and for investing for eternity. Rest assured that your prayers and partnership is not in vain in the Lord. We love you and God bless. To God be the glory. Well, this was the partnership that we had throughout the years, and um, uh, we cannot do it alone. We need brethren like you. So if you have any questions about the video, uh, you can ask, because maybe another four years, we may come back. If not, we will see you up there in heaven. And you will be surprised when we all up there in heaven, you will see a lot of brown-skinned Filipino. <laughs> we'll shake your hands. So if there's any questions regarding the video. So we are involved in a church planting, evangelism, and training the nationals. So we already sent out 10 missionaries from different cities in our, in our province. 
And right now, we are starting to, uh, uh, start, uh, to have our uh, 10 village more in our city. And that is what we are doing right now. And our vision and my vision is to start another 10 village for the next year. We were hit by pandemic. It's worldwide. And the, this pandemic uh, is slowing us down in the ministry. But like what I've said and the preacher said, if there's no vision, the people will perish. And if this pandemic was inspired by the devil, we as a Christian, we should not just sitting down and waiting for his another strategy to slow us, to, to slow us down. We need to do something. We need to have a vision. We need to counterattack the wiles of the devil. And I do believe that every Christian should go and do the work of God. For the last two years, churches were afflicted. Christians were affected. But Christ must be uplifted. And that's what we are doing halfway around the world. We will not stop. We'll keep on moving and we will keep on visioning because if there's no vision, people will go to hell. We are not just only a missionary. Yes, we are a missionary in profession. God called us to reach our own people for the Lord. But every one of us are missionaries in our own respective places. And I would like to encourage you, don't stop. We might knock down by problems, by sickness, by circumstances, but we are not knocked out. We will just keep on moving. And I still remember uh, one man in the Bible, and no need for go to, to, to read all the chapter of Luke chapter number 8 and verse number 26 down to verse number 29. But for the sake of our time, there was a man in Luke chapter 8, verse number 26. The Bible says, and they arrive at the country of the gatherings, which is over against Galilee. So there was a man, just one man, and after he got saved, his life never be the same. And he became an influence to his city. What we need is not a multitude. What God needs is not just a multitude. But God needs an individual. We forgot the mission, but we focus more on the multitude. 
But if every one of us hearing my voice, considering that it's not about the numbers, it's not about the group of people, but someone can change his community, can change the world through one man. And I say this because there was a man in Gadara, and this man has no name. He doesn't have an influence before. But the sad thing about this man, in verse number 27, and when he went forth to the land and speaking about to Jesus and his disciple, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time. The problem of this man, he was possessed with the devil. And this man is hopeless. If you don't know Christ, there's no hope in somebody else. If you don't know the Savior, there's no hope in individual. And this man, the reason why he was hopeless is because he was possessed with the evil spirit. I remembered six, when I was 16 years old. And when I found the Lord, my life is so miserable before I got saved. 16 years old, and I thought that I was going to heaven because I'm a good person. Because I have my own religion. And I went to church twice a year during my birthday and Christmas time. And I thought that I'm going to heaven. But there is emptiness in my heart. There is something, there is some missing in my heart that I cannot find in anything in this world. But when the Lord found me, when the Lord saved me, that emptiness went away because the Holy Spirit entered into my heart. And I would like to challenge you tonight. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not about the church. It's not about the group of people. It's not about being saved. Your, 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 your parents is being saved. And it doesn't mean that you have a right relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to encounter Jesus Christ in your life. It, you need to have a personal relationship. Like what this man and, and, and the Bible says in verse number uh, 27, which had the devil's long time and were no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. I don't like to stay in a cemetery for a long time. I don't know about you, but it's a different thing. If you live and if you want to stay inside the tomb or in cemetery, that is not a usual and normal thing. But how well, and how you will expect to a person without Jesus. And this man, the reason why he's wearing no clothes and he doesn't have a right mind and he was there in the tomb and he enjoyed there because he has the evil spirit in his life. I remember way back 1988, I was lost. But thank God, preacher, somebody shared to me the gospel. And that was the first time I heard the very plan of salvation. 
And I cannot forget that day, that was June 14 of 1988. At the age of 16, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And God called me to preach at the age of 19. And now I'm standing behind this pulpit, testifying that there is hope for everybody. There is hope for a broken families. There is hope for drug addicts. There is hope for your families. There is hope for your community. There is hope because Jesus is alive. Because the Savior is waiting for us. And this man, he was hopeless. But look at verse number 28. When he saw Jesus. He doesn't see anything in his life. He, the Bible doesn't say that he saw the Pope. The Bible doesn't say that the government brings him hope. It doesn't say in the Bible that material things gave him hope. But when he saw Jesus... And what a blessing. It's not about religion. It's not about the race. It's not about the complex of our skin. But thank God, God is not a respecter of man. There is hope for everybody. This man is healed because when Jesus saw him, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. He recognized that Jesus is God. What we need today is to turn our mind and to turn our focus to Jesus and to God. There is no hope in the Pope. It might be there is hope in the government, but only Jesus can give a real hope. This man is healed. And look in verse number um, 35. The Bible says, Then they went out to see what was done. And came to Jesus. In verse number 36, for the sake of our time, he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Thank God there is hope in the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God there is hope for everybody. Thank God there, there, the, the, the song says, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. The only thing that people can heal is the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you washing the blood? This man was healed. And not only this man is hopeless, not not just this man is healed, but this man is happy. Aren't you glad that you are saved tonight? Aren't you glad that your name was written in the book of life? Aren't you glad that there is mansion up there in heaven that is waiting for you? Amen. And thank God, no one can blot out our name in the book of life. Because the blood of Jesus is the one who wrote our names up there in heaven. No more sickness, no more pain, 
No more pandemic. No more death. When we're all up there in heaven, everybody are equal. We will worship the Lord and we can give all our praises to him alone. This man is happy he was a changed man. He was happy he was in a right mind before he was there in the, in the tomb and wearing no clothes. But the Bible says in verse number 36 or in verse number um, uh, 37, then the whole multitude of the country of the gatherings round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he went up into the ship and returned back again. It's amazing. When you do, did something wrong, people will not fear at you. But when you change, people become fear and they are doubting what happened to this man. And thank God, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This man, this in verse number 38, in my closing. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed, besought him that he might be with him. The true result of being saved. He followed Jesus. Like the brother said, it's not just about the profession. It's not about saying that you are a Christian. It's not about coming to church. But a true identity of a true born again, he followed Jesus Christ in his life. Not just only on his mouth. Not only by through his lips by through his heart. And this man, when he got saved, he was so excited. Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to serve you because he, he changed my life. I became a new person. But Jesus said, look at this verse. Return to thine own house. Christ doesn't want him to follow him on that time because Jesus likes to testify in his own household, in his own community, and tell that Jesus is the Savior. And I will end up on this thought. You might not come to the Philippines and be a missionary. You might not able to go to Africa or to other countries to say that you are a missionary. But Jesus said, return to thine own house. In Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Allow us to do the uttermost part of the earth. But you can do your own community, your own Jerusalem. And then through our part, you can extend your hands halfway around the world that you cannot be able to go and do the witnessing. But through our partnership, 
you extended your hands halfway around the world. And this video, we keep on dreaming. We keep on visioning. Because if there's no vision, the people will perish. We are trying to reach our own people for the Lord. And you have a big part in this ministry. Let us pray. Our God and Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. I thank you for this great opportunity and privilege to stand behind this pulpit and to share your words. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross and shed his own blood for the remission of my sin. And Lord, thank you for Pastor Bill. Thank you for his church, for this church. Thank you, Lord, for their warm welcome to us. Thank you for their prayers and partnership throughout the years. Words are not enough to say thank you. But Lord, we give you all the praises and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. and amen. amen. Brother, what, like, uh, what's your percentage or comparison with, with the Catholic Church and the Baptist Church? Is the Baptist Church coming on in the Philippines or still more Catholic? Or? Um, yes, sir. Um, Philippines is predominantly a Roman Catholic nation. But right now, it has 81% of Catholicism. The church, the, the, the Christians are growing now. And, uh, and that's by the grace of God, Pastor. And there are some calls that is still there, but many Christians are now uh, spreading in the Philippines. And we are thankful for that. So before, I think 10 years ago, it's 91%, but now it's only 81% of our populations are Catholic.
dear friends and ministry partners, I am Brother Well Cañedo, a native Filipino. Together with my wife, Faye, and four children, we are serving the Lord in the Philippines mission field. Our vision mission as we serve the Lord is to fulfill the great commission the Lord has commanded us to do. Through evangelism, sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus to the lost and dying. Discipleship and training the nationals to also do the work of the ministry and plant churches to every city, towns, and villages within the Philippines. In evangelism, we minister by proclaiming salvation through the Lord Jesus to different local government, like the police stations, villages officials, to prisons, private offices, and businesses, in houses and in highways and byways, bringing them in the fold. God also works mightily in our campus ministry, where hundreds and hundreds of students are being saved and brought to the Lord. The Lord opened the doors to high school and colleges where the Word of God is being shared to this next generation. One of the ministries that is our dear to our heart is the children ministry. The Lord provided funds through the Battle Baptist Church to build the children refuge ministry where we feed, minister, and to share the love of Jesus to about 100 kids in every village where the building is located and to 400 more in several villages. These children are growing to know the Lord, accept Him as their Lord and personal Savior. And many of them who used to be taught are now the ones who teach the children in the ministry. In discipleship and training the nationals, the Lord has blessed the ministry He has entrusted to us with many lives of men and women, both young and old, who are willing to give their lives in service of the Lord and be a help with me in fulfilling the work God wanted us to do. We have a total of 30 precious servants of the Lord, 18 graduates in the Bible College, 8 who are presently studying at the Bible School where I graduated, and 12 who voluntarily works with us in the ministry. In different villages, we praise the Lord for their surrendered life for the Lord. When it comes to church planting, the Lord established 10 mission churches in different towns and another 10 in various villages around our city. And five of them have their respective church building through the help of American churches, brothers and sisters. By the help and the grace of God, we praise and envision to start 10 more villages and churches next year, 2023, and build one church building, also the same year as the Lord provides the amount of $30,000. Our late mission director, Dr. Manny Kiswan, who passed away last year due to COVID, has always motivated us to dream big for God and expect great things from God. With these words, it encouraged me to never stop dreaming and accomplishing things for God. That is why it has been my prayer and vision to build a family life center for God's work in the Philippines, where Christians and missionaries can gather together to fellowship services and camps 
a place that can be stationed where God can call more young men and women to give their lives to be missionaries and servants of God who will be willing to go out and reach this lost and dying world. This dream may cost around $100,000, but it will be all worth it if more souls will be saved, more lives will be changed, and more Christians will surrender their lives to the Lord and His glory. Some may say, that is too much. Pandemic hits the whole world. Crises are in everywhere. But I have always been reminded through His Word, is there anything too hard for God? In Luke chapter 1, verse number 37, I quote, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. As I close this presentation, I would like to encourage each one to continue trusting and serving the Lord, to set our affections on things above and not on the things of the earth. Because Jesus is coming soon, He will soon meet our Savior face to face, and while waiting, let us continue to do His will. And as we do, I have been asking the Lord to give us and to touch 26 churches, four individuals who will share their blessings and give $5,000 or any amount for the advancement of the Kingdom of God in the island of the Philippines. As He has promised to reward and bless those who blessed Him and His work. Thank you for giving to the Lord and for investing for eternity. Rest assured that your prayers and partnership is not in vain in the Lord. We love you and God bless. To God be the glory.
there's only uh, $5 a day of salary. So it's hard for us, but the Lord provides. I know. Work for eight to ten dollars to earn eight dollars a day. Eight to ten hours. Yeah. Family. Work. We have we have members that have family of five, six, and most of the time the father only works because we are overpopulated, one hundred ten million population, and we do not have much work available. Uh, our people love the Lord. They love to give, but like what I said, we are limited. Uh, so that's why every time we come here in the States, we are asking for prayer and and help. But like what I said, we just keep on dreaming and keep on visioning. Because we don't want our people to go to hell. We cannot reach them all, but just one, just one man, just one person is enough to change and to make a difference. Any other questions? Uh, yeah, this one group thank you for your warm welcome to us and uh, actually mission program in a church just a program. Maybe through some other, it's a program, but in behalf of your missionaries.
anybody else on their mother's heart? I believe we're going to dismiss uh Boy will be up here if you want to come talk to him and fellowship with him. Thank you, Joe. Come on to the Philippines. They'll have to stay here tonight. That's right. The offering plates is here. If you want to give them an offering, drop it in. Anything else? Come around, shake hands with them, tell them you love them, be praying for them. Good luck, appreciate it.